This episode of LAW The Twilight Zone Reviews brought to you by Hack from the Future, a genius new show from those swell fellows over at Loitering Wonderland. Hack from the Future, go check it out on YouTube. Phoenix West, The Twilight Zone Episode Review Show. Hello, citizens. Welcome to LIW, The Twilight Zone Review. I'm Phoenix West. Today's episode is 126, Execution. It debuted April 1st, 1960. Who gives a shit? This episode starts off with an amazing little uh, speech from Rod about... He's basically describing an execution, and he describes it as a necktie party, which I fucking loved. That, that amused me to no end. It does sound like a fun thing to do. It sounds like a uh, corporate retreat, a necktie party, just like where you think they're going to be all wholesome and stuff, but really they're in the bondage where the, the dominatrixes step on their balls and stuff and stuff like that. So Joe Caswell is about to be hanged, hung, hanged, hung. He's about to be hanged. And then uh, dance. He's going to dance. <laughs> Rod says he's going to dance. A few feet above the ground, and then darkness, eternity. And I was like, this is so... The opening is so... Written so badass. I love it. I love the writing in the beginning. Caswell apparently shot this guy's son in the back. Apparently, that's what they say. And they're going to hang him for it. And the guy's sitting there watching him. And it's basically part an occurrence at Owl Creek Bridge and Oxbow Incident. That's what it felt like to me. Oxbow Incident? Some of my favorite movies, though. I just don't know how to say the word. I think it's bow. Oxbow, right? I don't know what an oxbow is, but I think it's where they're where the location. The incident at Oxbow Creek Bridge, right? I don't. I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with that. So they're going to hang the fucker. Is what I'm saying. He is. He is hanged. Excuse me. My voice cracked because I'm so sad for Caswell. I don't like when murderers get what they deserve. He's hanged, but his shadow, he's just like kicking around and his shadow vanishes, and then, then he does, which is because that's, what they, that's the order they showed us. He wakes up to a scientist, and it's, it's Steve from This Island Earth, if you're in that movie. If you're in the, it's the, the movie they did in the MST3K movie, This Island Earth. He's also the professor in Gilligan's Island. I guess that's probably where he's more well-known. But fuck you, this is where I know him from, because that's where my brain works. He he's also a professor in this. I'm not sure if he's the same professor. Maybe it's before he no he dies. Never mind. Just figure that out. <laughs> Maybe it's when he gets back from the island of Gilligan. Why is it called Gilligan's Island? I don't understand that. Anyway, it's just not. This is not the name, name of the island. You know, this is what I'm saying. <sighs> so, 1880 is when Caswell was hanged. I still feel weird saying hanged. It should be hung, right? That's when he was hanged. Okay, that's what we're using. And he lies to the professor, says he was uh, herding cattle before being transported. And But the professor already saw the neck burns, and he's like, oh, yeah? That's weird. That's that's a little odd. And, you know, he starts to figure out what's going on. And then um, there's a... <laughs> Okay, I, I, I didn't read my notes beforehand. There's a, there's a few scenes that I'm getting to know each other. And it's really weird. Because they're getting closer and closer to each other really slowly. And then it's like creeping toward each other. And I'm like, it's like having a new roommate. 
and you don't know their boundaries and you don't, you're not really even sure what your boundaries are anymore at that point. And you're just kind of like getting close and you're like, can I, are they going to get mad if I like leave my shoes on by the TV, by the couch, you know, uh, do they, are they the, the coasters, coasters good? We're using coasters. Is that what we're both agreeing on? Cause I don't, I don't need them if you don't, I'm just saying, but yeah, we'll use them if you need me. Like, you know what I mean? They're just really not sure how to be around each other. And it's like a weird, awkward first date. And it's it's like college when you're forced into a, you know a computer made you roommate in college that Family Guy thing. It really is. That's what this feels like. You're just like, what am I watching? This is odd. So Professor then shows Caswell the city, and it is 1960, and I think it's New York City that they're in. I was I was a little confused why Caswell was in the Old West. And then, due to time travel, he's suddenly in New York City, 1960. I, I don't understand the... I get time travel, but the Earth didn't fold. But I guess the Earth's constantly moving. Whatever. Here we go. This is where we're at. Whatever. Fuck it. Moving on. I don't know if time travel plucks people out like that. It doesn't move you across the country, does it? Uh, it doesn't matter. Anyway. Uh, he chose in the city. Obviously, he freaks out. Doesn't like that. He starts to freak out. He... This is a line about being right and wrong, being a wet rope. He's like, right and wrong, right and wrong is a wet rope. And I was like, is, is a wet rope worse? Like if it, I guess it would be because it'd be heavier, right? It'd probably rip into your skin more. So I guess that makes sense. All right, I guess I'm fine with that. He finally admits to the professor that he was hanged, and the professor tells him, he's like, he stupidly says, you know, he could have fooled him, is my point. He, he stupidly says, I guess I'll have to send you back, you know, justice, I'll have to send you back. And I was like, if he didn't say anything, he'd be like, hey, can you sit in this chair so I can, I can give you power so you don't hear the traffic outside? And he'll fucking believe it, he's stupid. He's stupid for 1880s standard, so he's super fucking dumb now. In 1960, super dumb. Like, like you could talk about anything. You could be like, "It's not gay. Just bend o- bend over. It's fine. It's not gay." 1960. It's fine. It's how I give you medicine. He could have talked to him about literally anything. Is my point. And then Caswell. This is how dumb Caswell is. He goes, "You're just talking words. You're just talking words." I'm like, "Well, yeah. That's that's how talking works." Motherfucker, that's how this is. What? What are we doing? That's how, yeah. <sighs> Caswell freaks the fuck out because he's stupid and doesn't understand what's going on. He yells at the professor, then punches him, and then beats him with a lamp because why not? There's a lamp there. It reminded me of that movie. It's not half baked, right? It's the other one, Screwed, I think it is, with, uh, with, uh, what's his name? Or the black dude. Why can't I think of his name? Oh my god. Uh, Chappelle, Dave Chappelle, he gets nervous and hits people with lamps. That's screwed, right? It's not. Um, it's not uh, half baked. Am I thinking in the right movie? Who fucking cares? Doesn't matter. Um, I do like just describing Dave Chappelle and all his his greatness as just the black guy. The black guy with the hits people with lamps. Come on, what's what's what's? A, it's not reductive at all. There's a <clears throat> few more fish out of water scenes. Um, 
he actually goes outside in these scenes. I guess the professor just showed him out the window the first time. He actually, Caswell actually goes outside and he starts, oh, he starts getting scared. He doesn't know what's going on. He goes to a bar. Jukebox turns on. And, oh, first he, uh, he, he, the payphone freaks him out. He doesn't understand that, so he Kool-Aids it. He just breaks through the fucking booth. He gets locked in there, so he's, ah! And just snap, smashes out of it. Cool little scene. And he goes all Street Fighter on a jukebox when it turns on because he's scared, so he beats the shit out of it with his bare hands. And a bartender freaks out, and he's like, you're going to... The bartender, excuse me, doesn't freak out. That's my point. He goes, you're going to have to pay for it. Can you pay for that? Do you mind? He basically is like, D- do you mind paying for that? Dude, that's not cool. Do you mind paying for that? Because if you don't, I have to. That's not cool. I don't want to pay for that. I didn't break it. You did. Can you can you please pay for that? Like a cashier's check would be cool. I don't. Like I, you don't have to pay cash. I get that. Maybe you have you know, money problems. Maybe, uh, let's just say let's let's make an IOU at least. Let's just let's put pen to paper here and make something some sort of commitment. God, come on, please. Do you mind? Then he sees the gun that he for some reason has, and he offers him booze instead. He's like, here. You know what your problem is, sir? You need this. Take this. I get it. I get it. I have problems, too. And sometimes I need booze. Take this. Take this bottle. Just take it. It's yours. And then uh, he turns on the TV. The bartender does. And then it's the most convenient scene in history, which doesn't exist in a movie at all, where it, the, the scene on the TV is a cowboy doing a direct-to-camera shot where he's, he's going to pull his gun. And he's like, uh, it's all right. We're gonna pull. We're gonna do this, and I'm gonna kill you. I'm gonna kill you dead. And he pulls his gun. Uh, Caswell shoots the TV because because why wouldn't he? Um, he doesn't understand. It's like when people first seen or first saw um, a movie, and it was like a train coming at him. They all freaked out. I get it, but it was just the most convenient scene in movie history. It doesn't really exist. That it's just a cowboy of all things shooting directly to camera. Um, it's not a scene where you're like watching two actors interact with each other. It's directly to camera. That's really, really fucking convenient. That's how I like my porn, but not so much my cowboy movies. The POV shots, I don't, I don't need to see that for cowboys. And then because he shot the TV, the bartender yells at him to pay. Like, you're paying for that. You're paying for this. You're, you're going crazy. Cops! Cops! Police! And I was like, that shit used to work back then. That shit used to... I could sit here... Right now, in the middle of a city, I live in Phoenix. It's not a bustling metropolis like New York City is, but I could sit here and scream for the rest of my life for the police. And unless one of my neighbors calls the cops to shut me up, it would not happen. There would never be a cop coming. My point is a cop would never hear that and go, I'm on my way like a fucking crime fighter. Which I guess is what cops are supposed to be, but they wouldn't. There's no street cops anymore. Those don't exist. They all have cruisers. They they don't just wander around looking for like waiting for people to yell "cop, cop, cops, police." That doesn't exist anymore. That's just, that's that's a notion I can't handle at this point. You don't have the the patty like twirling the baton like oh what's this laddie yes I don't know why he was Bane. Um, I meant to do Irish and it came out as Bane. That was weird. Um, Yes, um, I'm a cop. Yes, I come to save you. He, well, why it was a bane? That's weird. Caswell goes back to the professor's place after freaking out, and he goes inside. And then, speaking of convenience, 
Again, I say convenience, but none of it really bothers me. A random dude is just behind him, and I'm like, is this the professor's lover? Who's this guy? Like, what? what's going on? And he just happens to be there to rob the place. And then he pulls a gun on Caswell. He's like, where's the money? Where's the safe? Come on, where is it? I've been stalking. I've been watching this guy for months. Where is he? Where's the safe? And Caswell gets mad, and there's this awesome shot because Caswell's so much fucking bigger than this guy. He picks him up by his collar and pulls him over the, the desk and throws him, fucking throws him. And they get into a fight, and he goes into the window, and then somehow this guy, the little guy, gets to gets to jump on Caswell. He strangles Caswell with curtain strings, therefore fulfilling the not the prophecy, but whatever you want to call it, what was supposed to happen to him. Justice, I guess you call it, the necktie party. He gets strangled with a, with rope anyway, although it is a shower curtain. So basically he was dead almost, got brought back to life to be tormented by modern society, and then just killed the same way anyway. Kind of like a a little hell detour. That's fine. And then the guy, uh, after he kills him, he stumbles into the time machine because he's a fucking idiot and just wandered into this booth. Fucking idiot. So the professor's dead. Um, Caswell's dead, and this guy wanders into the time machine. You know what's going to happen at this point. Bam, he's, his shadow's back in, in the 1980. And shadow's back on the ground, and then so's the body, because that's the order they show it in again. The cowboys are freaked out. And they're like, that's not Caswell. Cut him down. I just hope that wasn't an innocent man. Oh, God, what did we do? I'm like, you didn't do anything. That's not really on you at that point. When something that fucking weird happens, not really on you anymore. Just go ahead and chalk that up to a vengeful god, a spooky demon, whatever you want to do. I don't, I don't care. That's something you see that you get to go, okay, that's not on us, right? He changed people after we hung him. He, cha- he just flat out changed people. And that's a phrase that when you say something's not right. So just go ahead and not, don't blame yourselves on that one. Remove yourselves from the situation here, the fault at least. Um... But by, by all means, cut him down. You feel guilty if you have to, but it's not on you. And that's how the episode ends. It's just a little bit of a, this guy got what he deserved to. Fuck it. Although he killed our killer, so. He killed our killer who killed our time travel guy. Basically, don't time travel. I want to know what happens to the time travel machine. Because the professor's dead. I don't think he owns the place. So some at some point, if he doesn't pay taxes, the property taxes, or if he doesn't pay his rent... Something's going to happen where they're going to go in there and, you know, forfeit his assets. They're going to seize his assets, I mean, not forfeit. He's going to forfeit them by being dead. Point is, does it just go in the evidence? Because there's no evidence they used it as a murder weapon. But what's going to happen with the time machine? I want to know what they're going to do with that. If they're going to know how to run it. Because it might just sit there so long it just runs out of, I don't know, fucking plutonium or whatever the fuck it runs on. Uh, 2.21, 2.1 gigawatts, whatever the, you know... Whatever that needs. I don't know what it's running on. I don't know. I don't think it's the same as the DeLorean. I don't know, though. So, point is, what's going to happen to it? I don't know. I'm curious. Anyway, that's the end of the fucking episode. That's it. It's a good episode. A solid episode. It's a, it's a fun one. It's, it's more fun than anything. You get a fish out of water scenario. That's always fun. And the whole movie, Encino Man, is based on that entire premise. There's a lot of things are. Anyway, that's the premise. This is the episode, whenever I go to look up my favorite episode, which is Shadow Play, I always think this is it. 
because it's called execution. And that, that shadow play is about a person being executed and then reliving the same thing over and over. Or so his story goes. So this is the one I always go, oh, it's that one. And then I always end up watching this one. Because I didn't look at the plot beforehand because I'm a fucking big dummy. So this episode, now I'm gonna I'm gonna really gonna retain the memory. And I have at a since since this I've since I've last mistakenly watched this one, I've memorized which one's which. That's how I know my favorite one's Shadow Play. I really had to fucking remember because I, I got really sick of not remembering which one it was. Anyway, little little side story there about my life and how dumb I am sometimes. So guys, until next time, in the meantime, I'm Phoenix West. Go to youtube.com slash Wonderland, subscribe, Loitering in Wonderland on YouTube, subscribe, all the shows there, the fucking funny American shitty movie showdown, Nick Cage cast, Hack from the Future. This episode's presented by that. It's brought to you by which is just me shame just no shame in my plugging my own shows. That's fine. Fuck you. I own my own network. That's what I can do. Anyway guys, until next time in the meantime, I'm Phoenix West. So long citizens. Have a necktie party tonight, won't you?